Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. All right, listeners, welcome back for another live episode of our Smart Retirement Podcast. We're bringing you new, fresh information today and part two of our four-part series. Matt, I am so glad to be back because this is probably the most activity we've seen from a part series right off the bat. Part one was just awesome. We had tons of downloads. Yeah, it it took off pretty quickly, I think, um, with everyone starting to kind of go back to work and things. People are starting to tune in. Uh, you know, that listeners helped. out. Yeah, absolutely. Listeners out there. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast today and you're like, whoa, that was some good content. I, I have the, just the friend uh, that, you know, would benefit from this. Please be sharing this with your uh, with your friends, coworkers, whatever it may be, as that uh, word of mouth is really our key source of advertising for this podcast. So we'd yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, um, we've got a couple things to touch on today, listeners, right before we kick off the show. First off, though, I think it's just prudent to um, quickly recap on A, what we talked about last episode and what these seven risks in retirement are, these seven risks to your income are. So um, our last episode, part one, was all about inflation, um, mainly because it's a very hot topic in the media right now um, with the Federal Reserve doing what they're doing and and claiming that they're not going to raise the rates that they have control over for the next 36 months as they watch inflation, hoping that inflation will tick up. They're not worried about it. We touched on some things that you want to be looking at and also just ways to prepare on how to hedge against inflation risk. So listen to part one if you haven't already. Um, And if you have, thank you very much. And the other seven risks to your income in retirement Um, These are not going to be in any specific order. These are just the other six. So market risk is one of them. We've got sequence of return risks. Um, We've got um, investment behavior risk. We've got interest rate risk. And then today, Matt, we're going to talk about longevity risk and the withdrawal rate risk. Say that 10 times fast. That's hard one. So... You know, even for me, this is definitely your your specialty here, Matt, where you're dealing with these types of things. I had to look some of these up just to understand what they are. So why don't you help our listeners? Just give them kind of the the layman version or what you would say if you were sitting down with them for the first time. Sure, absolutely. So the first one that I want to kind of discuss today is we're going to touch on longevity risk. And pretty simple topic, really. It's, it's the... Uh, risk that you're going to outlive your money, right? But the reason I wanted to do these two risks together today is if we look at longevity risk and the amount of time you have or you think you're going to live, and then the amount that's in your portfolio and how quickly you can withdraw that money out of the portfolio. So that's your withdrawal rate. And the concern there is, well, if we have too high of a withdrawal rate and too long of a longevity, what I have seen from most of my clients is their number one concern is what, Mike? Running out of money, right? So how do we 
look at some ways to avoid running out of money. So that's what I want to talk about in today's show. I've got some ideas and concepts that I've practiced in my business for many, many years that I would like to share with all of you. There are some things that Mike has available in his realm as well that we can use to complement each other in working uh, on putting this all together. So, uh, Mike, what I'd like to do before we go into that, I did have a question that came through uh, via our email. And listeners, if you're listening in and you've got a question, feel free to write us at info at smartretirementcast.com. Again, that's info at smartretirementcast.com. Or you can pick up the phone and call us at 866-53-RETIRE. And that's 866-53-RETIRE. Option one will get you to myself, Matt Hollander. And option two will get you over to Mike Point. So, Mike, without further ado, um, the question that I've got here today is from Mark all the way out in Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City. Um, and Mark's concern uh, was this. He needs to access or would like to access some of the equity in his home but has been told that he does not qualify for a reverse mortgage. So I was able to get a little bit of information from, from Mark. He is of age, also known as over 62. So age-wise, he would qualify for a reverse mortgage, but I, it's looking like he doesn't quite have enough equity. I think he's in his earlier 60s. So the, the percentages, and for you listeners out there, depending on your age, and Mike, correct me if I'm saying this wrong, but depending on your age, you can only access or they only lend up to a certain amount of your equity versus or your debt versus equity ratio. Right, Mike? That's so right. if that's a little bit off and he's too young, Both what other options? Ratio, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what other options would he have available to him out in the marketplace if he needed to tap into that? Yeah. So, you know, the easy one or the one that, that can be easy to qualify for is the home equity line of credit. That's where you'd go into an existing um, institution or maybe the mortgage officer you have would offer you a home equity line that you could stack on top of your existing mortgage. Um, that's going to require you to qualify with income that can be verifiable. And they're going to look at your credit history and they're going to um, pull your credit score. They're going to get an appraisal on the property. So it's going to feel just like a normal 30 year or should I say traditional mortgage, whether it be FHA or conventional, it's going to feel just like that process. You're going to have to qualify. Um, that unfortunately has a variable interest rate. Um, there are home equity lines of credit that have fixed interest rates, but in this marketplace, especially with, like we said in the beginning of the show with the federal reserve, having their, their grasp on the prime interest rate and keeping it as low as possible. I just don't see the, the, the prudence of doing a fixed home equity line of credit right now, but so you'd have a variable interest rate and you usually have to close with a, a, a lower debt to income ratio. So you have to be um, showing enough income supersedes or exceeds your liabilities by a certain degree. What um, if somebody doesn't want a payment on the funds? Yeah. So that, thank you. I was going to just say it's kind of a long winded response, but I wanted to make sure I was painting enough of the picture that that's exactly like getting a loan. And a lot of our listeners are like, it's not that I don't have income. I just don't show it the way that, you know, most banks like to see it. Mm -hmm. So that will also have an interest only payment on the home equity line of credit does. Well, if you listen to our episode, we had um, just, I think it was just three episodes ago um, on August 18th, 
ways to create an equity partner with your real estate. Um, we had a special guest on, and that was um, Michael Lyon from Point Digital Finance. And he talked about um, offering a product where Point Digital Finance steps in and becomes a partner with you in the property. They give you cash today in exchange for a chunk of your equity tomorrow. So there's no payment with that. There's just a reconstructing of your title. So you would share the property with this company on title. That means if you were to do a refinance or if you were to sell the property, that other partner needs to be notified. They would go through agreements with you, but essentially they would give you cash today with a very, very reasonable guidelines. They, they aren't going to look at income. They're going to look at your FICO score. Um, they're going to look at the property itself and they're going to max out at a combined loan to value of about 75 to 80%. So that means your first loan. So this gentleman that called in, did you say his name was Mark? Is that right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So Mark, um, great question. And when you called in or when you wrote in, I should say, um, I would like for, I, I wish I could have had a chance to speak with you because I would have gone into what your loan to value situation is. Um, you know, so if you're listening to this again, please, please uh, write us again and have me contact you. But this equity partnership episode is very fascinating. I recommend you guys listen to it again. It's in our um, smartretirementcast.com forward slash equity partner or go to any of the, um, you know, channels, if you will, the podcast channels where you listen to your podcast. And it was uh, it was the episode we launched on August 18th. Speaking of uh, speaking of streaming uh, services, Mike, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but listeners, if you're out there and you're just an Amazon lover, uh, Amazon Music actually just started doing podcasts on their uh, streaming service, and they have accepted our podcast on there as well. So you'll be able to listen to us now on Amazon. Dynamite. Yeah. So Amazon Music, I would take it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, great. Great. So Alexa can just turn us on now. Correct. Yeah. Just say Alexa, turn on smart retirement podcast, or is she going to do it now in your office? Got to turn turn her off. That's too funny. Uh, That worked out well. Um, Yeah. So, you know, today's show is is the second part of four. We're going to touch on all those income risks and retirement listeners. Um, We're going to get into, right after this break here, we're going to get into some of the great stuff that Matt shares with his workshop. These are, these are just really interesting topics and very helpful. So stick around right after the break. We'll get right into that. We're going to touch on today longevity risk and withdrawal risk. And did I say that correctly? I think it's, uh, yeah, withdrawal risk. Is gonna, withdrawal or withdrawal rate risk and longevity. Uh, you know, withdrawal rate, withdrawal kind of interchangeable there. But uh, I think the listeners kind of get the concept there. But uh, listeners, if at any point in time you're kind of going through this, and you're like, hey, I've got a follow up question for uh, myself, Matt Hollander, or Mike Points. You know, definitely give us a call 866-53-RETIRE. And that's 866-53-RETIRE. We will be right back after this quick break. 
Honestly, when was the last time you really took a hard look at your retirement plan? With the way the market's been, it's easy to become complacent. A new decade is upon us, which comes with a lot of questions. Can the economy and market continue to grow? What will the next election do to my investments? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer? It's simple. Get a second opinion from a team like Century Financial Consultants. With over 40 years of financial planning experience, give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Hey guys, Mike Points here, co-host of your show, Smart Retirement Podcast. Are you aware that Social Security is going to run out in 2036? That's right. See you later. Bye-bye. No longer, unless the U.S. government does something different. Let my team of retirement planning professionals and myself show you ways that you can take control by using the equity in your home to offset this possible risk in retirement. Just simply call me by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS number 328358. Mike Points is a licensed loan officer in California, NMLS number 1246224, and is only licensed to offer advice on mortgage products. He is not licensed as an investment advisor. All of the mortgage products Mike Points will discuss on this show are for educational purposes, and these products should be reviewed by a licensed loan officer before taking these mortgages on as your own, as they may not fit your specific situation or needs. Okay, listeners, we are back after that short break. And this whole show really today is about, you know, your time and and in retirement, if you're going to run out of money or not. There's so many things you plan for, but gosh, it seems like the scariest thing I hear from people is that they don't want to outlive their money. Um, there's only a couple ways to really prevent that. And, you know, we want to make sure that today we touch on some of the things that Matt uses in his workshops, which are great. I've sat through, you know, a dozen of them. And what this is a section where I always feel like the audience is fully paying attention, not looking down at all, because this is the part where their head just kind of whips up and you can tell this is a big fear that people do have. So I'm glad that you can touch on this stuff today, Matt. I know you don't have enough time to go into all the details you do in the workshop today, Matt, but I am excited for you to have this time to share with our listeners. So um, nonetheless, let's get started on that and take it, take it away from there, Matt. Appreciate it, Mike. Yeah, I'll give more of a condensed version, I would say, of the uh, the workshop that we normally do. Uh, I'm actually really excited to go over this information today with everyone. Just it's been so long that I've got to get in front of an actual crowd and do this presentation. Yeah. Um, I think the last time uh, we had one of our uh, retirement planning workshop dinners was all the way back in February. That would make sense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I usually do three to four a month. So it's it's been a little crazy. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, today I want to I don't want to make this sound doom and gloom. Um, I want retirement to kind of be that 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 really long vacation that you're going to be planning for that you're going to get to be on for the rest of your life. Now, we can make this a five star vacation or we can make this one where you're barely getting by. Um, but I think if we do planning ahead of time, that's really going to help us depict and, and get a better idea of what this retirement vacation could look like. Um, 
you know, when we're really trying to create a strategy that essentially retirement's this, you're taking all of the money that you have saved during your working years and transitioning that into retirement income, right? So that's where the, the concern of longevity really needs to be addressed. So studies have shown that a 65-year-old married couple has a nearly 50% chance that at least one of those spouses will reach the age of 92 and a 25% chance that one of them is going to reach the age of 97. Okay. So of course, the question then becomes, how do we create enough income to face that longevity or uh, life expectancy, right. if you will. Right. The mortality right? table. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And with, with the advances in medicine, it's definitely put a strain on people's portfolios from maybe what people would have thought 15, 20, 30 years ago, or maybe even as soon as 10 years ago, things have changed so drastically. Yeah. Right. And if you think about um, it, that's right when those people that are retired today were making their initial decisions for retirement. Right. Right. So, so if you're one of those that hasn't gone back and reviewed that plan that you put together 10 years ago, then what? Right. I mean, it's an ever changing environment that you need to be staying on top of and having some type of professional reviewing this stuff with you on a pretty frequent basis, especially as you're getting closer to retirement and while in that retirement vacation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want to be mindful of how much money you're withdrawing from your account each year, right? That's our withdrawal rate risk. And we need to be looking at a safe and sustainable withdrawal rate uh, from that entire portfolio. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's funny during my workshops, I talk about the three S's. Okay. Safe, simple, and sustainable. All right. So, safe and sustainable is great, but the end user, you, Mr. and Mrs. Retiree, needs to understand what you're doing. So, it needs to also be simple. Right. So, it's interesting because yeah. I would say, I don't know, 10, 15, maybe even as short as five years ago, people thought that we can withdraw 4% as our withdrawal rate from our entire portfolio for the rest of our lives and we will not run out of money, right? And that was kind of the old way of thinking about things. And we're assuming that you've got a a balanced portfolio uh, that's got some equity and some fixed income positions, whatever they may be inside of it, right? So it was interesting because, and Mike, I know you know this name and listeners, if you don't look it up, but Dr. Wade Pfau, um, economist, has done a lot of different studies for both Mike, your industry and the financial planning industry and talking on this withdrawal rate risk in retirement. So they kind of went out and said that reanalyze that 4% rule and said, okay, if a individual that let's say has a life expectancy of 92 retires at 62 so has a 30 year retirement picture right that individual if they withdraw 3.44% of their account still has a 50% risk of outliving their money 50 like 
So at that point, 50%, heck, your odds are almost as good. Just go throw it down on black or red at the blackjack table, right? And that's at 3.4%. So as we start looking down at that and we say, okay, a 2.6% withdrawal rate has a 20% chance and a one and a 1.93% withdrawal rate has a 5% risk of outliving your money. Right. Right. So what does that say to me? Well, one, that the 4% rule, you still have over a 50% risk of running out of money in retirement. Okay. When I'm sitting with my clients, their number one concern, as we discussed earlier in the show, is running out of money. So if I tell them you can withdraw 4% out of your account for the rest of your life, how confidently can I do that? Not very. 50% confident. It's it's more than that, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's 3.44% isn't 50. So I mean, it's got to be up closer almost to 60. Um, so it's a little concerning trying to catch a moving target, right? We've seen this, especially this year, the market's just been crazy, right? The pandemic hit, people have been out of work, and these types of things can happen. And probably, I don't know about a pandemic, but we definitely will have market corrections during that 30-year course of your retirement, Yeah. right? It's a question of when you retire and what the market looks like. And that's actually going to be one of the shows that we do after this uh, in our sequence returns risk uh, show. And that's going to discuss how retiring in different market uh, market valuations or different times in the market, how that could affect your retirement. So touching on the withdrawal rates, and I, I think I can hear your dog in the background, huh, Mike? <laughs> I muted it. That's uh, all good. It's all good. Um, talking on withdrawal rate risk. Okay. So let's discuss this for a sec. How do we create a safe, simple, and sustainable withdrawal rate? Well, I think a Part of your portfolio, and I know I've talked about this in past shows, not saying 100%, but some way that we can create guaranteed lifetime income, right? And so a lot of the times we're going to find that guaranteed lifetime income via our indexed or variable or some type of annuity that you can give an insurance company a sum of money and they will... You can insure yourself against longevity risk. So the annuity essentially is a safety net, if you will, on what is longevity risk. And the nice right. thing about the annuity is we don't have to worry about withdrawal rate risk necessarily because the annuity will continue for the rest of your life. So you'll be able to have a higher withdrawal rate but and have higher payments going to yourself. But essentially, the insurance company is saying, well, if you live more than 20 years and we're, we're at a withdrawal rate of, let's say, 5 or 6%, so you can see what we just done there. We've gotten rid of that 50% risk if you were to withdraw 3.44%. Inside the annuity, you can take more like 6 and for the rest of your life, that insurance company is going to pay you. Um, so it really gets away from that concern. Now, what other things can we do uh, you know, inside the portfolio to ensure that we're not going to run out of money? 
Well, the other thing we need to look at there is the nice thing about having that annuity in the portfolio is you can actually afford to take probably a little bit more risk on the equity side, knowing that you have a certain amount of money, if we're looking at like an indexed annuity, for instance, that's still following around with the market, can't face any downside. So again, you can face a little bit more risk on the equity position of your portfolio uh, now that you have a little bit of a hedge here. You know, uh, 20 years ago, the annuity market wasn't great and everyone was kind of rushing to bonds for that, that safe money stuff. But I mean, bond rates and yields today are just just terrible. So where do you go for to put your safe money? Probably the annuity or, you know, if we go back to the inflation show, we could talk about, uh, you know, some types of inflation protected securities. That might be something you want to talk to uh, your financial advisor about that's licensed to talk about securities. So, Mike, I know another one that you have in your realm Um you know, we talk about it quite often as the reverse mortgage, yeah. right? Because inside the reverse mortgage, we can set up a line of credit that you don't necessarily have to take money from now, but it can also be, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this is still the case. You could have that line of credit at the time of retirement, take the money that's in it and basically put it into an annuity that's done through the bank, right? Yeah, you can create what's called a 10-year check. Uh, that's okay. the way we refer to it is. So it's essentially, listeners, you're taking... You're qualifying for a reverse mortgage, whether you have no mortgage on your house or you have an existing mortgage on your house, you can qualify for a reverse mortgage. Um, if you want to understand the details of those two things, um, just go ahead and call in and ask for me. I'll walk you through it. 866-53-RETIRE. But um, option two would be right to Mike points and we can talk about your reverse mortgage needs. But let's let's get into why that would work in this situation. So. Essentially, what you would do is you would get a proposal and look at three things. You would look at the amount of money you could take out monthly and get a check at your doorstep every first of the month, like a pension check or just like Social Security. That would pull against the equity in your home. The second thing you'd look at would be that your house is appraising for a value today, but the bank, FHA banks, guarantee a 4% market appreciation, whether the market goes up or down. So that's to help out consumers. And I really like that we added this. I believe they added it in 2015, that the, the lenders have to give you a guaranteed return on your market value, almost like insurance companies give you a guaranteed return or you know no loss of principal on their contracts. I would show an illustration. That way you could see, and this is why it's important, Every year, your market value is going to go up 4%. You know, whether the market goes up 10 or goes down 10, you're going to get 4% increase, which means your line of credit increases by the amount that your house appreciated. You know, on a $500,000 home, that's $20,000 a year in appreciation that you now can access as you age, right? So like we talked about, as the aging um, gets in excess of what you plan for, these are ways, or, or if you wanted to now, you could start prepping that you're going to age longer. You know, you've got history, uh, genetic history where people live long. Um, you can start utilizing this equity in the form of a tenure check. You can utilize it in the way of just putting a checkbook in your file cabinet that gives you access to the equity in your home, and you can write yourself a check. Um, the third thing you're going to look at, though, when you're doing a reverse mortgage just for longevity risk is to look at what the 
interest rate is, right? So how much equity are you going to borrow and how much of that equity that's out is going to accrue interest for the bank? Because ultimately you may have a plan to pass some of this wealth on to the next generation. And the longer you live, the more you're going to claw away at that equity. So, you know, that starts to pivot into the conversation. Well, maybe we should sell the house now and I should move in with the kids now, or maybe I should find another vehicle with Matt to stop borrowing this money against the house and access another type of um, income replacement for um, instead of borrowing. What I love about the reverse mortgage though, you know, what Matt's talking about is assets creating income and um, that's, that's great. But when you borrow equity, that is not seen as income. That's that's taking equity off of your balance sheet, out of your real estate side of the balance sheet, and putting it into cash that you learn you now use to offset the expenses on your income statement, like you know utility bills, cost of consumer foods going up, medical payments, taking the kids to Disneyland. All that stuff is um, gonna going to be paid for out of your equity in your reverse mortgage or your, you know, the home that you have. And, um, you know, so when Mark wrote in today, he said he couldn't qualify for reverse mortgage. That's for me, when I hear that, it's like, Hey, I want to have access to income, but I don't want to have a payment. And so reverse mortgage doesn't create a payment and it is not a taxable event. So it's a pretty sweet deal. Got a really bad rap in the eighties and nineties because of the way that reverse mortgage lenders were just calling the notes and enforcing people to pay those balances off. Um, the federal, the federal part of our government, excuse me, the HUD part of our federal government um, got involved with FHA and now has made this a lot more um, beneficial for retirees that are aging. Um, sure. And a lot more protections, you know, yeah, you in there can, for the seniors too. You mentioned Wade Fowl. Fa, is it fa or fa? I never. I, I, I foul, foul, yeah, and that's that's spelled P H A U, um, and he, so when you look him up, listeners, he's done a great a great book on reverse mortgages. Um, if you contact me at eight six six five three retire, option two, ask for Mike. Um, I'll talk to you about your reverse mortgage needs, and I'll send you a copy of this book I have right here. Um, in the book, he talks about many. Many more retirees are carrying a mortgage in retirement. And so I just want to just say this really quick. In 2014, Consumer Finance Protection Bureau reported that percentage of Americans aged 65 and older with a mortgage rose from 22% in 2001 to 30% in 2011. And um, that went from 3.8 million retirees to, well, I should say 3.8 million 65 year olds to 6.1 million 65 year olds have a mortgage and then Boom. among individuals 75 those those who had those still had mortgages uh it rose from actually 8.4 percent in 2011 to 22 percent in 2000 excuse me 8.4 percent in 2001 and 22 percent in 2011 and so you know what's happening is that in addition to people aging a lot of those expenses that we're used to have gone, like grandma and grandpa had the house paid off, right? And they lived in it for a long time. Those, because of the cost of living, the cost of real estate, 
the way you may have planned for your retirement, you still have a large monthly payment in that budget. So a reverse mortgage can remove that and allow you to now offset how much less you take out of your retirement fund. Right, Matt? Yep, absolutely. So I think these two, this conversation is very important in our, in our four part series, because it's, these are some of the things that you can control, right? You can control how much you take out. Sometimes it's not easy. Maybe you didn't save enough, but like a lot of people I talk to, their equity in their home is larger than the amount of the account balance in their 401k. So you have to have a symbiotic plan between the two. We're going to touch on this again when we talk about sequence of risk, uh, sequence of uh, returns risk. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, when it's a good year in the marketplace, sure, sell, sell some stocks and take some income. But when it's a bad year, utilize the equity in your home to offset some of your expenses. And- so, Mike, I was just going through and, and looking it's interesting. Do you remember the show? I think it was back. Uh, it was last year sometime, December 10th. We had a special guest on by the name of Mark Rogers uh, from WealthFest, which is one of the companies that I use. Uh, they do a lot of surveys. They help me stay up to date with the, the different things that are going on in the marketplace. But we did a show called Income Growth and No Market Risk. And yeah. that show, I mean, listeners, I was talking about annuities a little bit ago. And if you're not real familiar with how an annuity works and you'd like a little bit more information on that, the income growth and no market risk show was really, really good for that. We did do an annuity show uh, back in August of 2019 that you can refer back to as well. But the reason I bring up WellFest is I was just looking through one of the slides that we do in our presentation. And, you know, if you're concerned about running out of money, you're not alone. Um, 62% of your peers have a greater fear of running out of money than death. Yeah. Okay. Because essentially, I mean, death could be fairly quick, if you will. Retirement needs to last 30 years. And if that 30-year retirement vacation isn't enjoyable, uh, it really could be, you know, bad for your health and all the other things that could come along with that as well. So, you know, one of the things, and I know we've touched on uh, Wade Fow a lot, but he really is. He's an uh, expert on this stuff. An expert on on just about everything. And I actually, just before hopping on the podcast to do this with you today, Mike, found out that I am going to be uh, doing a book with Wade Fow through my company, Century Financial Consultants where you'll actually be able to have some of this dialogue in a book with Wade Fowl's opinions uh, from my company, with my, from, from me. So as soon as that is wrapped up and done, I will make sure listeners that you get uh, first dibs on those. But what I will do for the listeners today, and Mike and I work very well together on these to kind of put it together for you. But if you're like those many, many retirees that are out there either you know, five to 10 years away from retirement, currently in retirement, and are just a little concerned about how we're going to properly navigate our retirement vacation. Uh, for the first 15 callers that we receive today, uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to offer a complimentary income plan for you 
that will look at your life expectancy with your assets and give you a probability of success of whether or not you will outlive your money. And if we see any room for improvement, I can help make those suggestions to you as well as Mike. And we will do that to you absolutely at no cost, no obligation whatsoever. So be one of the first 15 callers, 866-53-RETIRE. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE. Option one, again, we'll get you to myself, Matt Hollander. Option two, Mike Points. So Mike, was there anything else you wanted to add in today before we wrap up the show? I think that this is one of those topics that everyone feels close to their um, close to their heart because you know you spend your whole life building a lifestyle for yourself. You know they call these the golden years, but you know let's be honest you you've got grandkids you want to spoil, you've got health healthcare costs, you've got just the fact that things cost more year after year after year, and even though you've saved your money well. You got to be conscious of like here at the end when you want to basically, you know, if I'm being candid, you want to blow through it and have a bunch of fun. You still got this responsibility. And I think this is an important one. This is an important topic for our listeners to to really listen over to. Um, you know, we didn't touch on every idea we have, every tip we have with this because we just don't have enough time. But we do want to encourage that if any of these four parts of this of this series you know, strike a nerve with you, please start a relationship with us. We're, we're here to help. Um, also, you know, if you're liking how this four-part series is set up, you know, give us a five-star rating on any of our, um, anywhere you listen to your podcast of us. You know, Matt just said earlier, Amazon Music is now um, launching our podcast. Um, one of the things I took away, I made a note of that you said today, Matt, I, I would say like the quote of the day was the three S's. You, know, yeah. you want to have a safe, simple, and sustainable plan, and you know, lean on Matt, listeners, and and let's see if you have that. You know, Matt's a very approachable guy. If he thinks what you have is great, he's going to tell you. Um, you know, he has um, he has done many of reviews right after our workshop and told people, hey, look, you know, I, you know, if you don't have like a relationship with your you know, your advisor or your agent, then I'd be happy to work with you. But everything you're doing here looks fine. So don't be worried about contacting us. It's not going to pivot into a sales call unless you want it to. And so I just want to close on that today that, you know, these this education is important, but it also, you know, don't wait two or three years because as you've seen from Matt's statistics, if you're over pooling or don't have a good plan, you could run out those last two or three years, you outlive your money. If you don't, yep, that's, today. that's where compounding interest comes in. The longer we have to prepare for this, the sooner we can get in front of it, the better, uh, just to make sure that this is a, a bulletproof plan. So listeners, once again, if you would like to reach out to us, 866-53-RETIRE, and that's 866-53-RETIRE, or shoot us an email at info at smartretirementcast.com. So without further ado, we will see you back in a couple weeks for part three of the seven risks you may face in retirement. My favorite listeners, let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. 
The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224.